What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples, and the occasional F-bomb. Because let's be honest, Marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem. Grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Um, Like the title of this episode says, (laughs) WTF October. I mean, what, what? what has this month been? Um, I don't know about you. I have a feeling because I've spoken with some of you, but October has been challenging. October is one of my favorite months of the year. I love fall. I love all things apples and pumpkins and doing all the fun stuff with family. I love the weather because it's still somewhat warm, although we've had quite a few dreary days as well. Um, But this year... (laughs) October came in like a wrecking ball. Um, We have dealt with one house issue after another. Um, Most of you know we live in a 100-year-old home, and so, you know, it just always seems like every every few months, (laughs) different things decide to shit the bed over here. Um, So the night of my birthday, we had a plumbing leak into the basement, and that has just been a whole fiasco. And then also that week, um, one of our bathroom sinks <laughs> decided to stop draining and our basement refrigerator and freezer decided to stop working, um, which I guess spoiled some of the dog food. And so then Odin was quite literally shitting the bed and it was just like a disaster. And so I feel like now that the end of the month is finally here, um, I am feeling a little bit clearer. You know, I'm fully six months pregnant at this point, so things are getting a little bit more challenging. Um, I went to <laughs> catch the cat when she ran outside the other day, and Marshall was like, how did she slip through your hands? I'm like, do you see this belly? Like, do you see this? You try to bend over with a, a small melon, in your abdomen, like, shh, get out of here. Okay. Um, so October has been challenging, right? And I know I've talked to several clients and sales have been slow, maybe even slower than they have been in years past. And so I just wanted to put together an episode for you all to one, let you know if October was challenging, you are not alone. Um, I know so many people who have gone through personal things, household things, professional things. It just has been a very trying month. Um, There was an eclipse in October. We're also coming up on another, a full moon eclipse, I believe this weekend. Um, So if you're listening in real time, it'll be tomorrow, Saturday, when the, the full moon eclipse happens. So there's just a lot of chaos in the in the world. And then that's not to mention all of the world events that are occurring, right? Um, so I'm going to give you three steps, and I'm going to expound on those steps so you have a clear plan in place for moving forward after whether you're listening to this in the month of October, or just after any time of crisis or chaos in your life. So number one, 
the step is to evaluate. So before you put a plan in place, before you panic, before you throw it all out the window or burn it all down, because I think I've gone through all of these (laughs) emotions in the past four weeks, um, I want you to just pause for a second and check the vitals of your business. Just look around and ask yourself what's working and what isn't. Very clearly, very objectively. I want you to ask yourself, what's a hell yes? And what's a meh? And that could be events you're hosting. That could be products you're selling. That could be clients you're working with. That could be offers you have lined up. Um, I had a set of offers going into the fourth quarter. And then you know, I kind of have like gone back and forth, like, do I want to change them? Do I not? I also have a a different timeline now. You know, I have never had a timeline of like taking time off before in my business and now I do. And so, um, that is shifting my perspective in business a little bit. And for some of you, that timeline could be the end of the year. That could be a vacation in January. You know, we all are working on our own timelines. So that's something to consider here as well. Do you have a timeline? Do you have a deadline? Um, And then what happens if you don't hit your goals by that time, right? And then ask yourself, what have you done in the past during hard times? Um, I think this is a good reminder because we we are always going to encounter slow times, hard times, times when we need to put our business on hold or to pull back from the business a little bit because we need to address things in our personal life. Um, and I have been really grateful for the fact, that fact during this time, especially in the first half of my pregnancy, I just really wasn't feeling well, like it took until week 22 to stop throwing up. (laughs) And so it just was hard. And you know, if you don't know if you're going to make it through a meeting or a podcast without having to like excuse yourself or choke back nausea, right? Um, It makes creating a little bit harder. And it's just a, it was just an energy shift. Like I'm not used to feeling that way. Um, I feel very grateful for my health, you know? And so um, that was, something, just kind of a pill I had to swallow and to work through and to navigate. And really, I took these steps to evaluate and consider like, what are the essentials of my business? Like, what do I need to do? And first and foremost, taking care of your existing clientele, your existing customers is something you absolutely have to do. And then I think for most people listening, the second thing is going to be generating income, right? So you have money for yourself, for your family, for your business um, to keep things moving forward. So I want you to consider what you've done in the past during hard times. Also look at sales from this time last year. So what was moving? What was selling this time last year? What wasn't? What were you doing to sell those things? And what were the overall numbers? So where were the, and you, you get to decide the metrics that you look here. So look at here. You can look at email subscribers, you can look at social media followers, you can look at income, you can look at overhead. There are so many variables. And so when you look at your numbers here, you really want to look at numbers that paint the picture of the business that you want to have this year, right? So if you want to sell 
or you do traditionally sell using email, then you want to look at your email list numbers um, or an engagement, right? So are people clicking? And that is something I think people often forget in the numbers conversation is like the numbers are one thing, but we want to take it a step further and look at the engagement as well. So open rates are great, but if they're not clicking anything, then what's the point, right? Um, And the same with social media, like views are great, but if they're not listening to your call to action, they're not clicking the link in bio, they're not DMing you the special word or leaving that, that comment on your posts, then if that's the intention of the content you're creating is to take action or to compel them to take action, then it's not working. So look at the numbers, yes, but also look at the intention behind those numbers and then the engagement following that intention. Is it working? Um, And then I want you to, and this is probably the most important part during times of crisis and during hard times, is to really evaluate your own capacity, your mental and emotional capacity, your actual like physical capacity, what's your workload capacity right now? Maybe you need to spend more time at home. Um, This week was very busy. All three of our animals had vet appointments and of course, can't just take them all at the same time. So, um, and then I had a doctor's appointment. So it's Thursday when I'm recording this. And every single day this week, we had a doctor appointment of some kind. Um, And that's just disruptive, right? And so I knew that this week was going to have to be a little bit more personal focus, especially, um, and so have the past couple of weeks, because we've been working on plumbing issues and a bunch of other stuff um, that's going on in the house. And that's just the way it goes, because I'm the one who works from home, and I'm the one who has the flexible schedule. Um, And so being able to I have the flexible schedule, but I don't always like being the one with the flexible schedule. And so I think part of my ongoing work for the past six years has been to really trust the fact that like I have enough time to work on my business, whether I have four hours of uninterrupted time or I have to work in 30 minute sprints and just get done what I get done. Or maybe I have to get up a little bit earlier this week or stay up a little bit later. You know, Um, I like to have a hard end time, especially when we have Rebel, because you know, the the evenings are just so chaotic. So anyway, identifying your own capacity, mental and emotional, your schedule, what's your capacity for your workload this week? Maybe yours is not as flexible, especially if you are a brick and mortar, um, especially if you are a product-based business and you're preparing for holiday market season. Um, Just really thinking through where do you have flexibility and then identifying what's your ideal working schedule and hours. I've really had to shift that, um, especially since being pregnant and not feeling so well, but also keeping in mind that my schedule is going to forever change here in the next few months, right? Come February, when the baby comes, things are going to change forever. And so um, part of the conversations I've had leading up to maternity leave and quotation marks as an entrepreneur are just identifying how best to shift my schedule. And so some of that, especially like the mindset stuff starts now, like I'm going to have to have hard stops. I'm going to have to take breaks in the middle of the day, right? Like those things, I they're just things that I'm going to have to learn to navigate because even if, if and when we have childcare help, whether it's a grandma coming over for a few hours or 
baby going somewhere else, it's going to be in short bursts, especially at first, right? So um, just really thinking through. So the step one was to evaluate, check the vitals of the business, what's working, what's not, what's working for you, what's not working for you. Um, and what's your capacity? Like, where are you at mentally and emotionally right now? And how would you like to end the rest of the year? I mean, you really have a choice here. Um, and I, looking back, I have realized like October has been a challenging time for us ever since we moved into this house, just because there's always home things. And when we moved in, it was September. And so, um, and then we got a puppy. And so that first October in our house three years ago was just insane with chaos. And so I always feel like by the end of October, I'm in this place of like, oh my God, I just want to ride it out. I just want to throw in the towel until the end of the year. And last year was the first year that I decidedly did not do that. And I put a plan in place at the end of October with my coach at the time. And we just like went for it. And then December and January were my best months ever, like ever in the history of my business. My two worst months historically for five years in a row, I flipped to be the best months ever. So you have the ability, if you want to, to change things and to turn things around right now. And it's not going to take eight hours of work every single day, right? Like, so just putting things in perspective. And that brings me to number two, um, so number two for how to move forward during a crisis is to engage. So after you've evaluated, you've checked the vitals, then it's time to engage with your audience, yourself, your business, just to come back to it. And if you're like me, you pull back a little bit when you're navigating hard times because like my energy has been needed elsewhere. Um, but when you're ready, you can come back and connect and you don't have to apologize and you don't have to explain the break. You just jump back in and people are like, oh, cool. Look at that. Um, and so if you've been disconnected from your audience, from your business, now's the time to reconnect if your goal is growth or sales or momentum for the end of the year. So if you've been disconnected, here are some ideas to reconnect. Number one, go back and read the old reviews. This is always a welcome pep talk in my day, um, just to go back and spend like 30 minutes reading through old reviews, jog your memory. What do your clients love about you? What have they loved about working with you in the past? Look at reviews from this time of year last year. What products were their favorites? What wholesale products were selling the most? Um, you know, just reconnect, like figure out those pain points, figure out those talking points, figuring out that content, because then you want to create content using their words in your marketing messaging. And so, and it just, it makes you feel better, right? It genuinely is like a hug from your business when you go back and read your reviews and your clients are like, oh, I love you and I love this and you blew my mind. And I tell all my friends, right? Like do yourself a favor and go do that if you're having a hard time. Um, another great way to reconnect with your audience is to do Instagram polls. I have a lot of fun doing this. I like to mix up my Instagram polls. So I'll ask like one business question and then one fun question question and I usually frame it like would you rather style and doing it that way like mixing up the questions keeps people engaged um, you can also do short bursts so just like a few questions here and there you can you can do all sorts of things with polls and I think people love them because if you're scrolling through Instagram or you're scrolling through stories and then you find something that's interactive people are usually willing to participate um, also letting the algorithm know you love it so this is a great time especially as you 
prime your audience for holiday selling season, you know, in full swing, um, you want to warm up the algorithm as well. So warm it up before your launch, warm it up before the holiday selling season, whatever season of selling you're going into, it always helps to, especially if you've been disconnected, ease back into that relationship with your audience and with social media, like specifically the algorithms. Um, And you can do this by creating more content. Doing IG polls is a great example of creating content using one of Instagram's features. Instagram loves that. Mr. Al, as some people call the algorithm, loves that. So using the features of the app that you're working on, um, boosting engagement. So I know If you've been following my stories recently, like this week, you may have noticed that I came back and I'm sharing more frequently than I have been in the past few weeks, and I'm not sharing a whole lot of business content yet, and that is strategic. So yes, people love my animals and I love sharing about the animals, but it's a very strategic move on social media, especially after I've taken a break because it automatically boosts engagement. I get so many messages and interactions when I post the animals to my stories and I'm telling funny stories about them or sharing little funny things that they've done. I get DMs, I get um, like reactions, I get people interacting with my question boxes and my polls. So I also shared something about a Halloween costume idea. And I got more responses <laughs> to that question box than I have ever gotten. I got pages of Halloween costume suggestions for Marshall, um, like literally pages. And I've never had a response like that. Okay, so that is working. It's great because I needed some of those suggestions, but it also is serving the purpose that it's warming up the algorithm because I'm going to start shifting the conversation to include business and my fourth quarter offers, right? I also have a very exciting thing coming your way, but I can't talk about that yet. So, um, Warming up the algorithm, using its features, boosting engagement, like, comment, share. You'll see me sharing more content to my stories, like other creators' content, reels, memes, that type of thing, because again, the algorithm likes that. If you are liking other people's content and you're engaging with it, you're swiping up, you're DMing, you're liking, you're commenting, you're saving, the algorithm likes it. It all works to your favor. And then don't forget, (laughs) in real life connection is always an option. So host some workshops, get back out there, like quite literally get back out there, get dressed up, put your lipstick on, go to a networking event, have a cocktail or a mocktail. Um, And as you start to do your own shopping this holiday season, I really want you to observe your own consumer behavior. What What are your trends? What are your habits with spending this holiday season? You can learn so much by observing your own behavior. Even if you're not your own ideal target audience, it's just an exercise in observing consumer behavior and paying attention to trends and patterns. Um, Something else along this vein is to read reviews of similar products to your own products or services to get an idea of what are the current pain points and selling points for your ideal target audience. So there are two ways you can do this. Number one, check out like search hashtags on social media, check out some other industry professionals in your 
obviously in your own industry, um, and read the comments on some of their their content, on their reels, on their posts, um, and just get an idea of like, and look at people who have maybe a bigger following than you. You want people who have a higher engagement so that you have comments to read, um, just to get an idea of like what they're talking about. What are they complaining about? What are they needing help with? What are they gravitating towards, right? Um, so there was a woman... I follow and she she's a business coach, I guess. I would I don't know how she identifies. I said I guess because I'm not sure how she she personally calls herself, but I would classify her as a business coach and she did a launch recently and I was going back and looking at her content to see like this launch seemed like it went incredibly well for her during a difficult time for a lot of online business owners. So I was just curious like what are these people saying in the comments? What is she sharing? What is compelling them to drop the keyword so they can get the link to whatever she's offering, which is then like teeing them up for the sale, right? Um, so just thinking through that, observing consumer behavior. The other thing you can do is you can go to Amazon and you can like search your products. So if you sell candles or um, if you sell handmade jewelry, all that stuff is available on Amazon as well. So, so look up your product and then read the reviews. Look at the videos look at the bad reviews and the good reviews and get an idea and, and make sure you sort it by most recent, right? Get an idea of the pulse in your industry. What is the pulse? You want to get the pulse on your ideal target audience, um, especially when you're trying to reconnect or you feel like you've kind of hit a stalemate. All right. So that was number two, which was engage. And then number three is to execute. All right, so we've evaluated, we've re-engaged, and now we're ready to execute. So you've got your ideal working schedule and your weekly hours identified. You've got your audience and the algorithm all warmed up. They're used to connecting with you regularly again, be it podcast, email, social, in-person, all of the above. Um, so now it's time to really put your plans in motion. And it, it is not too late. I feel like I say this every year at this time because we're getting ready to go into the holiday selling season slide into the new year, but it's not too late. Um, so here's what, so I want you to ask yourself, what are you selling over the next 12 weeks? And do you have a hard stop? Like, are you going to take time off for the holidays? So what is your deadline if you have one? So I'm going to be working through the holidays this year because my hard stop comes in February. And that's not to say I'm not going to enjoy the holidays or I'm not going to take time off. But in my mind, the finish line is February 1. And if you all are listening and you want to get an opportunity to work with me before February 1, then I suggest you check the show notes um, for the ways we can work together at the end of this year and in January, because those spots are going to fill up. I have a feeling, especially as we get into January and people want to plan for the new year. Um, so anyway, what are you selling over the coming weeks? What is your hard stop? What is your deadline? And then what is your goal for those sales? So do you have an income goal in mind? Do you have a new product launch goal in mind? Is it to maybe just maintain sales this year and get to the new year. I mean, you tell me, it doesn't always have to be income related. Obviously, that's an easy goal to like reach for as an example, but you get to determine the goal. Um, and then really understanding what's your ideal customer's journey. Okay, <laughs> I'm laughing because, <laughs> oh, I get so out of breath recording these now. It's like, it's ridiculous. I feel like I just ran up a flight of stairs and I've just been talking for like, 
<clears throat> let's see how much time have I been talking for probably too long at this point. Um, 23 minutes. And I feel like I'm, I'm walking on a track and talking to you at the same time. All right, we're almost done. So what's your ideal customer's journey? Now, this is really, really important <laughs> for the end of the year because so many of you are going to come at a goal and just like kind of throw it at the wall. But I want you to be more strategic with that this year. And I say the word strategic so very lightly, okay? Just think through two different scenarios. One is an existing client scenario. So if you have existing clients on your email list, in your social media following, um, in person at your during your holiday market circuits, how are you re-engaging that customer? How are you bringing them back for holiday season sales? Are you reminding them what they loved last year and bringing them back for more? Are you reaching out to them to say, hey, we haven't heard from you in a while, or hey, you left this in your cart. This is where email marketing can be super helpful because you can set up these automated triggers. So if someone goes shopping on your online shop and they leave something in their cart, then you can trigger an email sequence that says, hey, you forgot this, right? Um, I did that the other day and I was <laughs> getting all sorts of emails and text messages from this company and I like didn't even want to buy it. I was just researching. It was a, a powdered electrolyte and I just was like comparing different brands and then I didn't realize I had put it in a cart somewhere. And so I was getting the notifications. Um, so thinking through that. So existing customer, how are we re-engaging them? How are we bringing them back for the holiday selling season? And what are we selling to them? So this is where I want you to get creative with what you're selling. If you know your customers often decide between one or two of your products, like, do I want this one or do I want this one? I just can't decide. And then they end up buying one. And then maybe that same day they come back and they get the other one or down the line, they get the other one. Um, maybe we, we look at bundles, right? Bundling your top sellers, making holiday gift boxes for people. I love a gift box. Okay. If I can get like, <laughs> and I know people think about this, especially during the, um, like Mother's Day and Father's Day and things like that. But I really want you to think about like this holiday selling season, who are your customers shopping for? And if you know your customers well enough or you have an opportunity to interact with them face-to-face -face when they're shopping in your store or at your market table, then really talk to them and figure it out. Like, who are they shopping for this holiday season? Are they shopping for their grandparents? Are they shopping for their children? Are they shopping for themselves or their significant others, right? Get to know them and then make their decisions easier for them. Oh yeah, I have the mother-in-law bundle right here. It's, <laughs> I was gonna say something so mean, but I won't. So mother-in-law bundles, um, father-in-law bundles, brother bundles, you know, whatever, like significant other bundles, children for the special, for the unicorn lover in your life, for the moody one in your life, for the, you know, whatever it is, like get creative with those personas and make the consumer's job easier. Take away the decision fatigue, make the decisions for them. Here you go. Done. You can check off mom, dad, your husband, and one of your kids. Great. Or your best friend, right? Or the teachers in your life or the nursing staff in your life. So just think through the personas of the 
the people your customers are buying for. And then as you do that, I want you to also keep in mind the customer's journey. So that's where I started. And then I went on that whole gift buying and giving tangent. Um, But when you think about the customer journey, so if it's an existing customer, maybe they're already on your email list because they've already purchased from you. So email is going to be a great way to re-engage them. Social media probably will too. If it's a new customer, let's say you're doing a holiday market or you are um, promoting on social media. Like um, I have a former client who does a holiday lookbook and gift guide every single year. Um, so maybe social media that's a place to engage both customers, right? If you have bought with us before, or if you're new here, here's what we've got going on during the holiday selling season. Um, and then thinking through after that initial like re-engagement and connection, what do you want them to do next? Where do you want them to go next? So keep moving them along. And this is where you just want to be really specific with your calls to action and with what you're selling and to whom. So who like, who is this gift for? Who is it great for? Giving them suggestions, giving them ideas, and then telling them, be sure to subscribe to the email list. If you've never shopped in our online shop before, first time you know, buyers get 10% off or whatever the incentive is. Um, so communicating that with them and then moving them along your sales funnel, because a lot of you are going to see more traffic. I was going to say foot traffic, foot traffic on and offline than you normally would in a selling season. And we want to capture these people and put them on an email list so that come January or come the next time you have a product launch, you have a built-in community of existing customers to sell to. And that's going to make your life so much easier. Because if you feel like your audience has gone cold or it's too small, when I worked in sales, they always used to say <laughs> fresh blood. We, we always need fresh blood. If you feel like you need um, to mix things up or to add some new people to your list because sales are a little set stagnant, then you need to get in front of more people. Um, and you'll do that with a visibility push. So also thinking through how are you getting in front of more new folks this holiday season? Are you going to do a podcast push to be a guest on certain podcasts? Are you going to ramp up your social media content and get more active, like creating content for new followers, right? And paying attention to who's saying, seeing it, new followers or existing followers. Um, so being intentional with the type of content you make. Is it for the new people? Is it for the existing folks? And then for the new folks, what do you want them to do next? And for the existing folks, what do you want them to do next, right? So being very intentional and specific with the content you're creating, the intention behind it, the metrics you're tracking, making sure you're tracking what you want to track, um, and then the calls to action in each thing. And really, I just can't emphasize enough, like, are you utilizing email? I have met with so many product-based business owners recently that are not utilizing email. Um, it's a missed opportunity, let me tell you. And if you feel like, I don't have time, I don't have time, just set it up and just capture the emails. You can figure out how to sell to them later. Just set it up so you have a way to capture emails. And if you're doing holiday markets and you don't want to get fancy, just put the clipboard out there, okay? People will sign up on a clipboard still. We haven't gone that far into technology yet. Like sometimes it's nice, like, oh, I don't have to scan the QR code. I can just write my information down and you'll figure it out. Okay, great. Um, so don't underestimate the power of a clipboard at market time capture the emails so you have that online community to connect with at the end of the holiday season. 
Um, and it would be great if you send them a thank you, but we don't have to go that far. <laughs> All right. That's a whole other podcast. So I really want you to think, and I'm going to, this is where we're going to end it today. So I'm going to leave you with this. What's the easiest, most efficient way to achieve your goals this holiday season without sacrificing time with your family, sleep, your mental, emotional health, all of the above. Now, we all know there will be some sacrifice, especially for my product-based business owners and brick and mortars out there. You're going into hustle mode. Um, but then I want you to focus on the deadline, okay? So just keeping in mind and communicating those boundaries with your family or any help you have. Like if you've got family helping out, excuse me, with the kids over the holiday break or anything like that, just communicating boundaries and expectations for your work time and your family time during this holiday selling season. Um, so again, all of this comes off of the <laughs> WTF October because what just happened? What did we just go through? But we can move forward in times of crisis. And, you know, and this all depends on the crisis at hand, of course, um, and and how you're feeling, whether or not you you are ready to move forward. So if you are, I hope you found this podcast helpful. Remember, evaluate, engage, and then execute. Um, and keeping in mind your capacity, sticking to your own boundaries, and achieving your goals without sacrificing so much during this holiday selling season. So you've got this. Let me know what you thought about this episode. I will talk to you in a couple weeks. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.